HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Welcome back to Heritage Radio Network on tour. We are broadcasting live from Feast Portland. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler, and uh, before we kick things off, we'd like to thank, once again, Travel Portland, Stream PDX, the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts, and Hazelfern Cellars for making our coverage of Feast possible. And I'm very excited right now. We are coming towards the end of our second day of live broadcasting, and I'm so lucky to be joined by Elizabeth Roberts, Assistant Director of Feast Portland. Welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for everything that you and Feast have done to make it possible for Heritage to be here for our first time ever in Portland and ever at Feast. You guys are the best. We are so over the moon to host you guys because I've been a huge fan, as has our um, PR firm, Little Green Pickle PR, who first kind of clued me in about Heritage Radio Network. Um and I think the first time I actually saw you in action was at the Charleston Food and Wine and um, said, we need to have them in Portland. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've been having an amazing time. We've been just running around and eating like, I don't know, like 12 meals a day or something like Maybe that. Maybe 50. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, it's th- we're eating a lot more than we're not eating, which is amazing. Uh, that's really how we like to roll around town. Um, and... We have just been really drinking it in, especially as um, three of our team members here. It's our very first time in Portland. For me, it's really my first time in the Pacific Northwest, um, really, other than like San Francisco, which I don't think quite qualifies. A little bit different. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so, I mean, it's just been incredible, and you can really sort of feel the um, the effect and the events of Feast kind of all around the city. Um, but for, you know, for somebody who might be an HRN listener who, um, you know, hasn't been to Feast before, can you tell us about just the a little bit of background about the festival and sort of the general spirit of Feast? I'd love to. Um, Feast is really the brainchild of Mike Thielen um, and Carrie Welch. Um, Carrie is a former New Yorker who was at the Food Network and very immersed in the food world there. Um, Mike Thielen has been in Portland for a long time. Um, He has worked on various amazing food events, but um, I first became a huge fan of Mike when 
um, he used to write a column for the Willamette Week and then Portland Monthly, and he wrote all about food. Um, so those two got together and decided Portland needs to celebrate all the amazing things happening in um, the culinary world. And it just became a great way to showcase everything that's happening around Oregon in general. So that's kind of the background. Um, I would say the spirit of it is somehow 18,000 people coming together for a week to really um, work together, have fun, celebrate, and um, create amazing connections. Is 18,000 the number of attendees this year? I think we may have seen close to 18,000 last year. Um, I won't really know the final number until oh. next week, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. that is a lot. I, I grew up in a town of, I think, 5,000 maybe, which was considered to be sort of a medium size of a town uh, yeah. where <laughs> supported an entire like yeah. economy and yeah. school system and, and all these things. So yeah. um, that's really uh, something else to think about. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's incredible, I think, the amount of people that um, take time and effort out of their lives to close their restaurants or uh, get babysitters and fly across the country or come locally and, and come together to um, have a great time. Yeah. Um, And so you have a really fascinating backstory and you are somebody who has lived in a lot of places and done a ton of traveling. And um, it's it's true, right, that you spent, you kind of grew up in Oregon and China. I did. Some some other places. So you're, uh, you know, you're a super well-traveled person, obviously somebody who loves to eat. um, But kind of how, how has your life path led you to feast? And like, how did you first get involved? That is such a great question. Um, I would say, you know, my former career was as an educator. I used to be a Montessori teacher. Um, and it was really hard to make a living being a teacher. And so I kind of threw myself back into food. I've always loved food. I baked all the way through high school. Um, I baked my way through college. Um, even when I was a teacher in my last year in Portland, I worked at um, the Pearl Bakery for a while right downtown. And then I worked with Tim of Little Tea Bakery. Um, and then I just kind of threw myself into trying marketing and PR in the food world. Um, I started working for a hospitality company. I did that for a long time, planned events. Um, and I started volunteering at Feast. So I actually could help produce this amazing event. Um, after three years of volunteering, this the position I have right now opened up and I threw my name in the hat and miraculously ended up at feast so yeah well, I, I don't know if I would say it's miraculous I think <laughs> you clearly belong here um Thank you. but uh, how has the festival um maybe changed or evolved in the, in that time since you first started off volunteering wow. oh man I mean I have to say like one of my fondest memories um because I have to really give a lot of credit to the team that our core team is uh, seven people. Um, Emily Crowley, the director of Feast Portland, um, there was one afternoon at the Grand Tasting just a couple blocks from here. Um, I was helping her load in six packs of beer and they all ended up tumbling off of a dolly onto the sidewalk. So we were literally like spraying beer for 
you know, a good 20 feet on anybody that (laughs) passed by. Um, And I just remember looking over at her and we just started laughing. And um, I was like, wow, I want to be a part of this. This is fantastic. Um, But I do remember, so Bon Appetit is our national media partner. um, And it's been really amazing to kind of watch our partnership grow with them over the years. Um, the fireside chats that they host at the grand tasting are kind of a new thing that we've been doing the last couple of years and they've been incredible interviews that they do. Um, I would say even just the amount of like media partnerships we have now, even with you guys, um, is so wonderful to be able to offer, um, our national audience kind of more of a, an avenue to be able to learn about feast, learn about what's happening in Portland, learn about what's happening in Oregon, um, but also help chefs connect with each other and collaborate. I think that's a huge part of East Portland too. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say even like the, the events that we host are growing in different, um, I want to say right now we probably have at least 50 events happening this week, including industry events. So it just keeps growing. And you're still standing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> still standing. Um, I think our core team and our contractors are all trying to keep chugging um, and plugging along every day after about a good four or five hours of sleep a night. So, yeah. So uh, sort of on the subject of collaborations, um, an hour or so ago, I was sitting down with Peter Cho and we were talking about the dinner with Andy Marr last night. Yep. Um, you know, I don't see a lot of events here that are just one chef or one mixologist it's all about the collaborations so how are those um, kind of partnerships born and who does the matchmaking there man that is a great question um you know it's honestly a team effort um we're all the core team is so passionate about food and people um we do an annual retreat every fall or winter time and We all come to the table with ideas. Um, I'm always scouting. Like, I'm always traveling, going to New York City, going to Asheville, going different places, um, just to see, like, what's happening around the country. Um, Mike is the same way. He's often traveling more internationally. Um, Carrie and Janny are very tapped into the New York market, too. Um, Hey, he, our chef wrangler, she's, like, you know, deeply in love with chefs, so... She's got her pulse on things. Emily Albertson, um, she's our festival coordinator. She's also very tapped into tastemakers and um, bartenders and that kind of thing. So I feel like we all have kind of a pulse and we really try to think about and reach out to the community of like, hey, Gabe, Rucker, who do you want to have a dinner with this year? What are your ideas? Who do you think we should bring together? And then all of a sudden we had this incredible dinner called Zero Proof Mm -hmm. um, that brought together these incredible group of of men that are talking about being sober and making that normal Mm -hmm. and making that a very comfortable thing to do in the culinary world. So things like that where we all have tons of passions, but we always try to match up people too. Yeah. And I actually had wanted to ask you to talk more about Zero Proof. Um, We had Michael Solomonoff and um, Andrew Zimmern on yesterday and talk to them a bit about it. But um, sort of from the the festival perspective, I I think it's amazing what you guys are doing to sort of facilitate uh, those kinds of open conversations and events that are fun and delicious for somebody who might be choosing not to drink alcohol. 
Um, and that's really sort of been, I think, a touchstone issue in the hospitality industry for the last um, for sure, you know, especially <coughs> like six months or a year. I feel like, you know, it's just something that is suddenly really like having a huge there's a huge conversation. So, yeah, are there um, you know, how intentional was that with zero proof? And are there other sort of like industry issues that you look to tackle through events? Uh, that's such a good question. Honestly, Gabe came to us with the idea and we felt like this is really important um, and Feast really is kind of a platform to be able to talk about issues and bring people together to have those conversations. Um, so the dinner really came together quite easily. You know, I kind of think when you wrangle people in, um, they have a passion for something and you give them kind of the playground to be able to do it in. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where the magic happens. So that's kind of where that came along. But um, we're always open to suggestions. We're always open to different ideas. Um, and that's from consumers to chefs to um, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that we would love to continue to be able to, to talk about these issues. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe next year we'll have zero proof, you know, times two. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Do you think, and this is a totally like a hard one, but do you think you could put your finger on like what the next mm. inclusivity like issue oh or two might be? Katie, you got me stumped. <laughs> also, you can get back to me on that one. You have a Let year. me keep you posted. Yeah. <laughs> um, our team retreat will be coming up in the fall, winter. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the best part about um, my job really is to be able to create really interesting, magical experiences for people. And so if we can make sobriety and things like that just so much more... Um, I don't know what the right word is, but there doesn't need to be a stigma. Right. Period. There but doesn't it takes need to be so a much stigma. intentionality, I feel like, from an event organizer yeah. to make it be as fun and delicious um, in, Very the, in true. that same Very way. Because true. It's, I mean, we were talking with Andrea yesterday about just the joy of pairing food and drink together mm. and how much that enhances the food and the drink and they're sure. like something you know better yeah. in combination and so I think it's just awesome that you're facilitating that and um, I think we're also seeing like major innovation in the um, zero proof like spirits and beverages um, side of things it's I hope make that I agree like so much more mainstream I agree it's funny I actually went and bought um, beverages for all the zero proof chefs because I thought well they need really good things to drink while mm -hmm. they're prepping and getting the red their dinner together um and I had the best time actually like shopping for wonderful sparkling waters and like fantastic sodas and Mexican cokes mm -hmm. and um I think it would be great to be able to kind of um make those things just so much more attainable and sexy again yeah yeah um so I mean hard to believe but there's still a bit of festival ahead of us um but so far you've already been to a zillion events have you had like a oh. favorite bite or a favorite moment or um just like a oh favorite boy. 
build out of an event so far? You know, I have to say I did something. I was sharing with Heather um, earlier. I did something yesterday that I've definitely never done in my life. And I I thought maybe I should add this to my resume. Um, I went over to the Nightwood Society where Angie Marr and Peter Cho were hosting their dinner. um, And I helped wrangle chains over a metal contraption. (laughs) So that Angie could hang from meat hooks like these massive stakes. I've never seen anything like it over an open fire. Um, And that was a first for me, for sure. But it was just, it was kind of incredible to see this whole thing happening. I've heard the best whispers of logistics for that event. I was texting with Michelle from Nightwood Society the other day, and it was like, it was something to the effect of, like, can we meet up? And it was like, I can't, I have to go get chains and hooks for Angie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, at one point, at one point this week, I'm like, do I go to like a fishing store? Like, are there fish hooks for sturgeons? A giant hook. In Portland. You know, I have to say, like, some came from Amazon, and then some came from some meat place, like, in Sherwood, somewhere kind of far out. We actually even tapped Eli Cairo. We're like, that guy knows meats. That he guy, has a sausage has factory. A giant hook, it's right? Eli, right? And Eli didn't even have meat hooks, so. What? I know, but we figured it out. I mean, well, like, that's the amazing thing about this go. city. <laughs> it's like, people just came together, and we got the hooks, we got the chains, we were good yeah, to go. Yep. I love it. Um, yep. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to uh, over the next day and a half? Oh, boy. Um, I have to say that Smoked is happening tonight. It kicks off at 6 p.m. and goes till 9. Um, it's a live fire open kind of cooking situation. And um, I'm actually really excited to try Angie's steak now that I've helped hang it up. <laughs> um, but... Gosh, there are so many incredible people here in town. Um, I know that Brunch Village is going to be incredible tomorrow. Um, I've actually never had Eduardo Jordan's food, mm. and so I'm really excited about him. Um, I had really delicious tacos from Valentina's yesterday um, out of Austin. I'm just, I'm always a little bit overwhelmed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got, and then I had this like, cheesy waffle ice cream fresh fresh fig situation from salt and straw at 80s versus 90s so like i can't get that out of my head i mean i i can't really just pick one katie i'm sorry i understand okay it's i i couldn't do it either i'm I'm glad i'm asking the questions here (laughs) (laughs) um okay so we are uh, coming up to the end of our time slot but really quickly hold on i'm getting a hand signal yeah, that, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> One more question. How did we miss that? Um, and that is, um, so a huge part of Feast is about giving back um, and specifically to some anti-hunger initiatives. Yes. And I want to make sure that we touch on that. And also, if you can identify any ways that our listeners can also for support sure. those efforts, that would be great. We'd love to hear about that. Yes. Um, we have two charity partners that we work with. Um, and we raise uh, money for them through donations from our ticket sales, and then we do a matching challenge every summer as well. Um, We specifically work with uh, Partners for Hunger Free Oregon. They're an advocacy group um, that help make sure that Oregonians are getting, um, you know, WIC, things like that, WIC Mm -hmm. program. Um, They're helping to make sure that 
schools around the state are getting breakfast programs funded, those kinds of things. So they're doing a lot of work in Salem and our capital. Um, so we donate a lot of proceeds to them. And then new this year, we added Urban Gleaners. And they're another incredible organization that um, I want to say they're maybe five or six years old. And Tracy, I'm sorry if you guys have been around longer. Um, but they glean food. And then they repurpose it and redo it and remaster um, it and give it back to people who are starving and hungry. And so... They are a huge partner with us this year because during the festival, if we have a chef who's flown in and he's got way too many heirloom tomatoes and way too much lettuce, they can take those, make BLTs or whatever, and go give it to schools or other community centers that are um, feeding people. That's really awesome. Yeah. Are we going to be able to see, uh, I imagine in a few weeks, but um, estimates on like how many pounds of... Yes. Donated. I'm yes, you excited will. To, for sure. To that yes, I know it's going to be like mind-boggling. And yeah, um, it will. Really, really awesome. That We're really, really excited to be able to work with both partners to make a huge impact in Oregon. Um, <clears throat> and I would say honestly, for listeners who want to be able to help, um, think about ways that you can help your neighbors. You know, like look around your street. Honestly, think about. Um, where you could donate some time and efforts. I know like with Urban Gleaners, there's um, a warehouse. You can go and help and do a shift and actually create food, and it helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, we're coming to the end of our time. Um, but so I had to say on behalf of all of us at Heritage Radio Network, just thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for having us here at Feast this year. It is such a pleasure. <laughs> we love you. We have been loving every minute of it. We are um, going to do a couple more interviews, and we're heading over to enjoy Smoked. And awesome. And forward to seeing you good. there. Good, good, good. And, good. Um, yeah, it's just been great to be able to take a, a few minutes in this cozy trailer and have a it's chat very about cozy. Feast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. Um, so, just once again, huge fa- thank you to Feast Portland, mm-hmm. um, and thanks especially to Travel Portland and the Julia Child Foundation for Gastronomy and the Culinary Arts, and Hazelfern Cellars, and Stream PDX, all of whom have made our coverage here possible. And a big, big, big thank you to Aaron Parecki for being our sound engineer. He's the co-founder of Stream and is just doing an awesome job and being super supportive. So thank you. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with some more coverage live from Feast.